Well, welcome everyone to Love vs. Hate. My name is Anne, and I am your old-fashioned nerd. And I'm Emily, your mainstream millennial. And on this podcast, Emily and I like to debate and argue about the things in life that we love and hate. And last week, I shared with Anne my favorite recent show, so Anne is going to show me a show, and I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know what it is yet. She's going to hate it, everyone. She's going to hate it. She's going to hate it so much. And it's just, it makes me sad because it's an amazing show, but you're going to hate it. Is it like, have I ever heard of this show? Oh, yes. I have? Well, maybe not this specific one, but when I say its name, you'll be, okay, this is the thing. So I came to the conclusion that I just have to show Emily what truly made me, I think, a nerd to my core. And it is Star Trek. No. <laughs> I told you you were going to hate it. Oh, dear. We lost Emily. She's just, she's gone for forever. You're going to be okay. You know what? It's only 40 minutes of your life. You're going to be fine. You can stop now. Oh, my gosh. You're going to be okay. Breath control. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope you're going to be okay. You are going to hate it, though. You're not going to like it. You're not. You know what? I had to watch an episode in film school. Did you watch the original Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, Voyager? No. Enterprise? It was old. That's all I know. (laughs) Was it like old, old, like 60s old? Was it like, were they wearing shirts that were like full colors? Like a full. Okay. Did it have William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy? Okay. They had weird ears, I think. Oh my gosh, that's unhelpful. They every season they well every series they have alien ears. Oh, it was probably the original series. Is no, my I'm just <laughs> don't worry. Okay, I'm not gonna make you watch the original series, even though the original series is really good. I know you would hate that even more than the other one. So I'm trying to find middle ground. But okay, so listeners, for those of you who are nerds out there who love Star Trek, I hear you. I you got you know. I know you're out there because Star Trek is amazing and there's millions of fans and it's because it's an amazing show. I struggled really hard with what series I wanted to show Emily because if you were to ask me, and I this might be controversial to the nerds out there and I apologize, but I gotta speak my truth. My favorite series is Deep Space Nine. I'm sorry, it <gasps> is. I know, I know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I know, but the nerds out there do. Ew, Deep Space Oh, I guess it's all about space, isn't it? Yeah. Star Trek is all about space. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm going to hate it. Yeah, you're going to hate it. I know. But it's just like quintessential nerd for me. I grew up with it. Like, it's what made me a nerd was my love of Star Trek. Like, my whole family loves it. We would watch it together. My brother, like, back in the day when I was in high school, he was in college, and he would record Deep Space Nine for me on VHS so that I could watch it because at the time there was no other way to watch it because- High school? well, I, no, actually, I was in middle school. I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, and middle then, school is still pretty VHS. I know. He would. Yeah, he would record. He would because it would air and he would record it like on TV air. And then he would send me the tapes. It was a very cute thing. OK, my brother was like, you know, sharing. We were sharing loves. OK. OK. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yes, Deep Space Nine is my favorite. I'm sorry. I know it hurts people out there, but it just is. It's amazing. I love it because... So Star Trek in general, I'll give a brief synopsis. I'll try to keep it brief. I do love it a lot. I'm very passionate about it. But Star Trek in general is Emily's yawning. You guys can't, you can maybe hear her, but oh my gosh. Bear with me. You, you said the name 
star or space or something and (laughs) that just triggers my yawning i know i told you you were gonna hate it i've been telling you this for a while okay anyway we're doing it anyway i'm trying to keep an open mind keep an open eye keep an open eye um so star trek in general is a very large universe and there's multiple different series of it that's why it might be a little confusing for you all these nerd things have so many different things a part of them (laughs) they're trying to confuse people so that they don't watch i think no it's it's so amazing they had to continue it because like like what's that other one with the hobbits lord of the rings isn't they all out of order that was horrible grammar, isn't they? <laughs> Aren't they all of order and everything? I mean, kind of technically, like, but why Star they... Wars is the same way. It's yeah, because oh, yeah, that you, too. you make the original content, you create something, and people love it so much that they want more because well, it's amazing. Well, then why can't you just call it the prequel or something? Because it's a completely different time period. Because they want to confuse everyone. Back to Star Trek. Back to Star Trek. You haven't even let me explain. So it started with the original series, which starred William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. And they are on a starship and they explore space. And it's exciting because they meet aliens and they have to deal with like, she's yawning again. You said alien. Something about space. Okay, I'm going to just keep going because Emily's just not going to be responsive. But anyway, it was and it was a huge hit. um, And a few years later, um, they decided to create another series. This was. Yeah. Yep. Uh, This took place in like the late 80s, early 90s. They created the next generation. So they had like the original series that was uh, shot in the 60s, released in the 60s. And then a couple decades later, they released the next generation, which is phenomenal it stars um patrick stewart who i've talked about before on the podcast because he's one of my faves Mm -hmm. sir patrick stewart um and he plays jean-luc picard and it's pretty much a similar design as the original series where they're on the enterprise and it's the you know it's the same um is that the the international space station no oh Uh, no this is fictional emily oh this is completely excuse me she knows so little oh, about I, are aliens real uh no i mean who knows maybe <laughs> we don't know we haven't met any yet doesn't mean they're not out there <gasps> the truth is out there that was how's that reference. one thing doing up in space Cons- are you talking about con what's her name you're talking about the mars rover yeah What's her well, name? there's a couple up there. There's curiosity and perseverance. There's also the helicopter ingenuity is up there as well. Oh, yeah. They're all doing great. Okay. Just quick check-in. Anyway, <laughs> so the original series, they were on the Enterprise exploring space for the Federation, which was uh, as Earth, basically. It's humans. Federation? Yeah. These are all such boring words. No! <gasps> Killing my vibe over here, okay? It's amazing, okay? I love this show so much. It literally, it's what made me a nerd. It's amazing. So they're exploring space on the Enterprise. And then in this new show, it's very similar where they're on the Enterprise, but it's the Enterprise D this time. And they just, they meet new alien races and it's just more modern. Um, But Deep Space Nine, I think one of the reasons why I love it so much is uh, the next generation and original series. Yes, they had like, um, you know, certain two-parters they had some that was somewhat like serial but for the most part it was very episodic like you could just watch an episode and watch another one you like you didn't have to watch them in order because it was very Mm -hmm. just each episode was kind of its own little story Mm -hmm. um but deep space nine was the first 
Star Trek series that made it into like an actual series and it wasn't just episodic. Like you needed to actually watch them in order. Mm -hmm. And that's something that was very new for Star Trek. A lot of people at first didn't like that because especially at the time when it's being aired, because Deep Space Nine was being released um, when... The Next Generation was kind of wrapping up. It was in like its last couple of seasons. They started releasing Deep Space Nine. So they kind of for a little bit were not rivals because they were the same, you know, they're in the same universe and everything. But there were people who were like not excited about Deep Space Nine because they're like, this is new and different and we don't like it. And also what was different is that it takes place all on one space station. They weren't on a ship exploring (gasps) space. They were stuck. Look out! (laughs) And so it was very different. So some people didn't like it, but I really love it. And I think for the fans, like they gained a lot of appreciation for it later. But at the time, it was just it was too different. And a lot of people didn't like it. But Mm -hmm. it's amazing. It has phenomenal characters. And what's hard for me is to show it to you. I'm torn because in order to get a full picture, you really do need to watch and get, you know, an appreciation for like the characters. And you need to like, you kind of need to start from the beginning and go through. So I'm a little torn on what episode to show you because no matter what one I do, you're going to hate it. And no matter what one I do, you're not going to fully understand the depth because you don't know and understand the characters. I mean, I'll try and explain it to you, but... So are these the (sighs) same characters as the other... No, they're all new characters. Yeah. It all takes place in the same universe. So like there are times where like like Jean-Luc Picard shows up in Deep Space Nine. He's in like... I think the very first or second episode, he's an emissary, which is like the two-parter. That's the beginning. Um, so like, yeah, I know. I keep saying these big, boring words. <laughs> so, uh, big, boring, and confusing words. No, it's just different. It's just nerd, and you just need to accept it. Anyway, I literally could talk for ages on this. Um, so... I don't know what episode... Emily, you tell me. Would you rather watch an episode that's, like, more humorous? Or do you want to watch one that, like, kind of is a better quintessential of, like, what the show is like? Well, I feel like we should watch the first one. Well, we could... Didn't you just say that it has to go in order? Yeah, but... It doesn't do a very good job portraying the characters the way I want so them to be the, the show sucks is no, what I'm No, that is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's the type of show where, like, it takes a little bit to get, you know, like, even The Office, like, the very first episode of The Office is not its best episode. And so I don't want to... Sh- I want to show you... I mean, the first episode is really good, but you're not going to get much from it. Well, you're not going to get much from yeah, any episode. Yeah, so why not start you. with number one? <sighs> Because then I get a nice introduction into the boring space affair. Yes, I just said that. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it tore me up just a little bit inside. The stratosphere of space Uh in the enterprise of the embassy of the corporation of the public broadcasting. Okay, I appreciate the effort, but there was a lot that was wrong with that statement. But... The Wait, effort is there. What is what is Earth called again in the, the show? Federation? It's the Federation. The Federation. Yes. Starfleet is another term, but Starfleet. So the Federation is like the Federation of Planets. Like they have it's not just Earth. There's other alien races and other parts that are part of the Federation. Are and there aliens in the show? Yes, of course. There's a lots of aliens. Are they like who plays the aliens? Are they just machines or are they people? It with- is not CGI. It's all people. There's no, there's very little, I mean, there's CGI in terms of like when they're out in space and stuff, but like for the most part, it's all makeup. It's all like actors or puppets or that kind of thing. Okay. 
I can't wait. <sighs> All right. Well, I think we will start with the first episode, even though there's so many amazing episodes that I want you to watch, but you're not going to like any of them. So I guess we might as well start with the first one. Hold on. my I have another question. Wait. Maybe I just answered it in my head. Are the people in the show who are not aliens, are they from Federation? Yeah. Oh, they are? Yeah. Well, then what's up with the ears? Well, there's not every... Okay, so the Federation is made up of multiple different planets and multiple different races. So it's not just humans, but Earth is a major part of the Federation. And so... so are there normal people on this show? By normal, you mean humans? Yes. Yes, <laughs> there are humans. The humans uh. make... Uh. The humans make up the majority of like Starfleet and the Federation because Starfleet is like Earth and the Federation's like academy and like military and also research and science and like Starfleet is what goes out and explores the galaxy. I can't wait to watch. Yeah, you're gonna hate this. Should we okay, just we get need right to just into, go it? into it? Okay. Well, let's just do it. Let's just <sighs> pray for me. Yeah, all the nerds out there, I know you feel my pain, and I, I'm trying, but just don't hold out hope for Emily. She's not going to like it. <laughs> all right, so we watched the first half of Emissary. It is actually a two-parter, but we only watched the first half because I didn't want to torture Emily too much. Emily, what do you think? Thank you for asking me that question, Anne. Oh, my gosh. I, just I thought that... It drove me insane. Yeah. I knew you wouldn't like it. I told you you wouldn't like it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That guy, the main character, what's his name? Cisco. Have you ever noticed how he speaks? He literally doesn't move his face barely <laughs> at all. The only thing he moves is his chin and his lower not. lip. He was moving. He, whatever. The only time that he actually smiled was when he saw his wife in that flashback or whatever I mean, that he thing was, was called. He was upset. He didn't want to be there. For the whole episode, he was like, hi. He was not. We have to go this She's way. Dramatically and then, like, overreacting. Oh my gosh. The way he walks, like he does everything in slow motion, I think. Oh my <sighs> gosh, I couldn't stand it. I don't know how you <laughs> watch the whole thing. It's an amazing show. Oh, and, and then when he got to see his wife after when he did that thing, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Oh my he, gosh, the wife. He had a flashback. Is a horrible actor, too. Okay, you forgive it, though. That's the thing. It's the 90s. It's not perfect, and it gets so much better. This is the first episode only, and it gets so much better. So people so don't know how better. to talk in the 90s? I forget. I literally, as I was watching, I was literally like, I forget how much I love this show because it's so good. There's so much depth to it. There's so much, like... Horrible <sighs> acting. She's like, who are you? My mom told me not to talk to strangers or whatever yeah, the heck she literally said. Literally nothing <laughs> like that. Just go and watch it if you really want to see the bad acting. <laughs> you just don't understand. It's really again, like it's the first episode. It's it takes a little bit to get into it, but once you're into it, it's so good. There's so much character development. There's so much good like character interaction. There's so much depth, so much world building. Like they literally put you in this whole other world and there's so much different like people who 
um, like different conflicts that happen. There's people, there's the Cardassians who literally oppressed the Bajorans for 60 years and the Bajorans had to fight for their rights. And like, I just love how much history there is and how like they create these people and these worlds and they have these conflicts and they have to try and resolve them. And like, there's like, that's what's so wonderful that I love about Deep Space Nine is it's not pretty. Like, it's a little messy. Like the next generation, yeah, you know, things happen there's problems but like for the most part it's pretty you know everybody kind of gets along for the most part but in deep space nine like the right off the bat like cisco doesn't want to be there and you've got like the bajorans who just came out of a really terrible occupation who had to fight for their rights and they're getting now they feel like they're getting oppressed again by the federation coming in like there's all of these sort of dynamics that are happening and it creates a very intriguing and good drama mm. i didn't it's like really understand Odyssey. anything that happened I know. in the first episode I, I was just focused on their acting and their i know speech <laughs> I knew you would hate it. But you but know what? I did like that one lady. What was her name? Kyle Paca. Yeah, she's probably the best. Yeah. Spoiler alert. She, she dies. dies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> she doesn't last long. Spoiler That's alert. That's too bad. So you like, didn't even as, get to see the wormhole. But as the the series goes on, do they get better at speaking and acting, or would you say it remains the same? No, they get better. It's a little rough at the beginning. That's why I didn't want to show you the beginning. It's not an accurate portrayal of how good the show is. Is it still good? Yes, but I knew you weren't going to be able to get over the '90s look to it. You know, it was from the '90s. It's not perfect. But it's still an amazing show. The writing is so good. Like, uh, one of my favorite writers of all time wrote for this show, Ronald D. Moore. And every time he writes, his episodes are so good. Like, there's just so much depth that they create to this world and to these people. And just to the station itself. Like, you really do connect with it on a deep level. It becomes its own character and you care about it. Like, I literally have a model of the station in my room at my parents' house. Yeah, Anne was like, oh my gosh, that's it. I'm like, what is it? I know. And then like in the first episode, the Enterprise is there and like, you know, you get to see Picard and like, again, it's not, it's messy. Like Picard in the Next Generation series, he towards the end got uh, kidnapped by the Borg, got assimilated into the Borg people and turned on the Federation and thousands of people died because of him. And they deal with it. They address it, you know, like Cisco's wife died because of him. And so that's a me- it's messy and I like that. And there's so oh, it just gets so much better cuz they really do deal with like real issues. Um and there's just so it's so good. And also the last two seasons of Deep Space 9, both seasons are like com- there's a war that happens and they go to war and it's just <gasps> it's so good. It's I forget how good the show is. And I'm sorry Emily, but the first episode's just not a full accurate portrayal. Not that it matters because you wouldn't like it anyway, but listeners, if you're listening and you're a nerd and you want to get into a really good show, I highly recommend Deep Space Nine. You do kind of have to push through the first like season though. The first season is a little rough. They needed a little time to get into their groove, but if you can push past it, I guarantee you it's a phenomenal show. Very good. Cannot recommend enough. I just feel like not knowing how to speak or act isn't a good reason why (laughs) to keep watching. They act just fine. Emily is 
exaggerating. It is from the 90s, though. Like, it's not going to look like euphoria, like what we talked about last week. No, it's not going to look just, like... I just want them to walk normal, speak normal. They do normal, walk normal. I don't know. Have emotions. They have emotions. <laughs> not the main guy. He, the main guy thought that he was being funny to his son, but he was really just mocking and making fun of him. Freaking rude. <laughs> Yeah. After he just lost his mom. He lost his mom three years ago. I'm not saying that that doesn't mean trust, but I'm just saying. <laughs> well, if he cannot speak right, then I'm sure his son has some problems, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so... I just I just don't understand the, the hype or, like, yeah, I just don't understand why people... Why it's interesting to other people. It doesn't make any sense to me. For me, it's because it puts you in this other world and it creates such depth with like the characters and the world. And there's all of this. I mean, drama is the best word I can kind of think of. But like they do deal with like real life problems. Like what do you do when you have a people who have been oppressed for 60 years and have not been independent? They've been oppressed by another race. And all of a sudden they've gained their independence. But now what happens? What does that look like? They explore that. Like they explore the mess of that. They explore the controversy of that. They explore the different sides. You know, what do you do when you have a, well, that gets gets into later seasons. I don't want to spoil too much stuff, but like they deal with real life issues. They deal with what happens in war. And oh, my fate, one of my favorite episodes is when, Cisco, who's a Starfleet officer, who's like the creme de la creme, who's like, you know, has to exuberate. The main guy? Yeah. Captain. Well, at the time he's Commander Cisco, but eventually he becomes Captain. Um, And he, you know, Starfleet officers, they have to, you know, be the best of the best. They have to present themselves the best. But what happens when he starts to become the bad guy a little bit? What happens when he bends the rules because it's war and he has to do what he has to do? Does that make it right? One of my absolute favorite episodes, it's in season six, it's called In the Pale Moonlight, and Cisco actually, like, has to make a hard call, and he kind of errs on the, like, he lies, and he, like, he, and it's just, it's so against what Starfleet should do. Or another, when they deal with the Eddington crisis, where he, like, they have a Starfleet officer who, oh, I don't want to spoil too much, but ultimately, Cisco sometimes plays the bad guy, and that's so unique to Star Trek, because in Star Trek, you know, you're the elite, you are the guy who's, like, you know, making all the right decisions and doing all, you're the hero, you're the, the paragrime hero. Isn't, didn't that just happen with the other guy that Patrick, whatever his name is? Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah, Patrick Stewart plays Jean-Luc Picard. Didn't he do that too? Well, Wasn't yeah, he, he was... the good guy and then he was the exa- bad guy? Well, yeah. So it's not so I'm unique, not... is it? <laughs> but he had no control over that. He got assimilated. It wasn't under... He made no choice to do a bad thing. It was forced upon him. Cisco makes the choice. Nobody can force you to do something. Yes, the Borg can. The Borg are evil. Okay, uh, I have to talk about the Kardashians. They're not... It's the Kardashians. How do you think that the Star Trek people felt when the Kardashians (laughs) became a thing? They were like, oh, snap. People are going to get the show for us. Nobody's going to be able to say Kardashian without associating it with Kardashian now. It's two different, very different things. I know the 
dialect is similar or whatever the <laughs> lingo whatever term it's probably use. my favorite part of the whole thing is Ugh. just being like you didn't even hey, get to meet one of them you didn't even get to meet <laughs> gold ducat or even better you didn't even get to meet garrick garrick is one of the best characters on deep space nine and you didn't even get to meet him and he's a cardassian 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 no cardassian I would rather watch Keeping Up with the no, Kardashians. I would, uh, you know, we have so to watch inaccurate. one of those. No. <laughs> Deep Space Nine is a million times better than that. Mm. Anyway, I love it with all my heart. I could nerd over it all day, and I, I could make yeah. fun of it all day. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna me. show Anne how I think. Whatever Cisco acts mm-hmm. and walks and talks after this. Because he... It just pains me. He has a very distinct way of doing those things. <sighs> I don't know don't if I'll understand. be able to do it, though, because he doesn't smile, so I don't know if I could do it. You just he don't doesn't understand. show any emotion. <laughs> the nerds out there, you understand? Like, this, is, this just hurts me inside. It's so near and dear to my heart. I literally, like... I will remember when my parents bought me like the complete DVD set of Deep Space Nine. And it is mine, by the way. This is a big thing in our family because we all love Star Trek and people own different parts of different series. Like, I'm pretty sure Maggie has the original. Pretty sure my brother has Next Generation. But I have Deep Space Nine. It is mine. And someday I will come to my house and I will reclaim it. That's just a little aside. (laughs) I don't have it currently. I've left it at my house because I'm a nice person. But I'm going to take them someday because they are mine and it's my favorite show. So it's just, it's amazing. It's so good. Anyway, Emily, I think, you know, I can stop torturing you. We can move on. But I just, I'm sorry. I had to show you Star Trek. I can't say that I'm an old-fashioned nerd without talking about Star Trek, without showing it to you. I just, I couldn't do it. So yeah. I'm sorry. But I'm it's glad over it's now. over. What is your life lesson? My life lesson is to not mock people when they're feeling down. That's freaking rude. Yeah. I mean, he was trying to lift his spirits. It just kind of, you know landed pretty flat (laughs) yeah what about you my life lesson i think just has to be like don't judge a show by its first episode you gotta give it some shows need a little time i think the office is a prime example even parks and rec you know we've talked about those in previous episodes like some shows they just need a little bit especially i think shows that were made like in the before like basically 2010s like, it just took a little bit of time to get them up and running and get them going. So if you're going to watch Deep Space Nine, trust me, if you can get past, like, the first... And there are good episodes the in the first season. The first entire season. season. The fir- there are lots of good episodes in the first season, but it really does start to kick off, like, kind of second and then third. And then it's just, oh, my gosh, it's just... I miss it, honestly. I need to do a rewatch because it's been a while and I forgot how much I loved that show. So. You can rewatch it for me. Yeah. I can tell you about it. Hmm. Wouldn't that be great? Mm. I'll give you a synopsis of every single episode. No! <laughs>